Rob Blake decided he's not waiting until the draft to make moves. He made a phone call, and now we have Kevin Fiala. We're going to talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday evening. Welcome to a uh, special emergency edition of Locked on Los Angeles Kings because we've got breaking news. We had a nice little plan to just sort of ease into a Thursday show and just record something and, you know, maybe talk about speculating about what the Kings could do. And Rob Blake said, nope, we're just gonna, we're just gonna get out there and do it uh, because the Kings acquired Kevin Fiala. Because why not? My name is Sarah Avampato, uh, your for now host of Locked on Kings, joined by Eddie Garcia, your for the future host of Locked on Kings, as we uh, just, we've got a show. We Like, Rob Blake knew that we were recording a show today and was like, He's a go. nice guy. He's a very yeah. nice man. We really appreciate yeah. him. He's doing a pretty good job as GM, I would say, right now as well. Yeah. A lot of, a lot I, of Kings I, fans I, are very happy. Uh, right now, we talked about it uh, when I joined you the other day. What is the number one need? I and I think a lot of people thought it was uh, get a uh, very talented elite level left winger, and they went out and did it. They went out and did it. Yeah, yeah. So for anyone who uh, is you know just emerging from like their work cocoon or doesn't like check Twitter all day long like I do, uh, the Kings acquired Kevin Fiala on Wednesday afternoon from the Minnesota Wild in exchange for their first round pick, the 19th pick in this upcoming draft, as well as the rights to defenseman Brock Faber. So Kings. We'll talk about Brock Faber in a little bit, but you know we know they have a log jam on D. Uh, Faber is the the one that they decide you know decided to send him home. He's from Minnesota, uh, goes to college there, so it's a good story for the Wild. Uh, and the Kings get a proven scoring winger who is immediately going to make the team better. Uh, and honestly, for not like. A ton of money. Fiala's a restricted free agent, so the Kings technically just got his rights, but they are uh, signing him to a long-term deal. So uh, we're locking him up at a rate much lower than, you know, had they gone after, like we talked about earlier in the week, something like Philip Forsberg, Johnny Gaudreau, who were going to cost, you know, $9, $10 million at least. Uh, this Forsberg deal is, uh, for, see, I still want Philip Forsberg, I guess. Mm. Uh, this Fiala deal uh, coming in a lot lower so far. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's a home run on a lot of levels. Uh, you're getting a guy who's uh, about to turn 26, so he's just entering the prime of his career. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, a proven goal scorer, a guy who's dynamic, has a lot of skill. He's a great skater. Um, you know, he wasn't playing on the top line in Minnesota, uh, but he still put up 85 points, 33 goals. Uh, he played on their number one power play unit at times, and it's supposed it's reportedly seven years. Uh, 7.9 million. Uh, that's very reasonable. Uh, this mm-hmm. was not an overpayment. It's a very fair payment um, for a guy who has shown that this is the type of production he can give you year in and year out. So again, he's, he's still young. He's entering his prime. Uh, the rate is reasonable and he's put up the numbers. Um, and, and of course, what you gave up, I think was reasonable. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we didn't overpay for him. 
as far as giving up any of our top level prospects, we gave up a, a promising, potentially good young defenseman, which we have a number of in our system. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the first round pick is gone for this coming draft. So we don't have to worry about uh, talking about that. Uh, but I, I thought it was a, a great, great deal for Rob Blake across the board. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a win for both teams as well. Um, you know, the wild knew that they were, they're in a cap crunch. They they're very limited as to what they can do, who they can resign. Um, and you know, a couple of weeks ago, I did kind of a crossover episode with, uh, Seth from, uh, locked on wild, uh, who, whenever we talked about it, his kind of proposal was essentially pick young prospect, which is what the Kings did. He was looking more for uh, someone up front. Uh, So, you know, we had discussed some of the younger centers who are in the Kings program, uh, but this, you know, this makes just as much sense. And, you know, the wild, all teams love the good, like, boy comes home story but especially i feel like the wild, them. Especially, especially them yeah. because of the yeah. state of hockey because college hockey and high school hockey is such a huge part of the hockey culture in that state uh this i'm sure bringing a hometown guy in mm-hmm. is going to make a lot of the folks in the state of hockey very happy yeah so it's it's one of those things where you know whenever i started seeing you know the tweets from elliot friedman and everything i was like oh i like this i yeah. like this a lot like i liked it whenever seth and i had talked about it um you know i think that you yeah you automatically have a first line that is very dangerous it means you don't have to disrupt that second line if you want to keep the deno more arvidson line together you can do that now uh we talked the other day about pushing alex i down the lineup to make him you know a more dangerous third line kind of player and now that's where he's going to be. You're not putting, you don't get Kevin Fiala to put him on your third line, uh, you know? Uh, And and I, yeah, I saw the deal and I was like, I I don't hate this. Um, You know, Faber definitely is a very promising defenseman. He was really one of the best defensemen for team USA at the Olympics. But at the end of the day, they have so many young guys ready to come up or, you know, on the cusp of being ready on that right side for defense that, someone's expendable eventually. And it it turned out to be him. Yeah. You obviously have to give to get, I mean, you know, the best trades in all sports are the ones that help both sides. Mm -hmm. I know that people uh, maybe, maybe some fans are like, Oh, we want to win that trade or whatever. But you know, if this works out for both sides, then it makes it Mm -hmm. attractive for the Kings and wild to do business down the line. Uh, So I think those best trades are the ones that do help both teams I, you know, it, it will remain to be seen whether it helps Minnesota, but they're acquiring assets. As you said, they, there are cap issues there in Minnesota. So they're going to have to, you know, let somebody go. They've already, you know, got Krill Caprice off there. Who's the, the star that they're going to mm-hmm. build around. And Kevin Fiala was a luxury that they couldn't afford. So uh, like I said, it's a great trade all the way around. Um, you know, I'm very excited that we did fill what I thought was the King's number one need. Mm-hmm. We've already got it out of the way. There's no, uh, you know, he, Rob Blake took care of business early on. Um, and and now, like like we said, if if Alex Iafalo is still in the plans with the Kings, he can slide down to that third line and mm-hmm. be in a, a role that I think is more suited for him and be a great third line uh, yeah. winger where he was just a little, I think, out of place on that top line. Yeah. Yeah, well, we will talk a little bit more about Kevin Fiala, the Wild, what this means for the Kings coming up in just a second. But first, let's talk about betonline.net. 
because Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including uh, wrapping up this year's NHL playoffs. You can find baseball, really any sport imaginable. You can find information on betonline.net. It is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's really a great resource. If you go to their website, it's not just going to give you lines and props and statistics on this or that. You can also dig in and read articles about, you know, whatever your favorite sport is or whatever thing you're thinking about making a wager on, you can get yourself informed as well about what is going on in, in the landscape of that sport. BetOnline.net, of course, remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and even golf. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Go to BetOnline. It is where the game starts. So this is Locked on Kings. This is Locked on Kevin Fiala, Mm -hmm. I guess we could say, as we uh, get ready to welcome our new winger. Uh, A look at Fiala overall, uh, you know, this this in the regular season. No one is going to live up to Kirill Kaprizov. He has just been ridiculous for the wild just you know at the top of every scoring chart uh but if you look at goals scored for the wild uh fiala was third he had 33 goals in 82 games overall points uh he was second in points 85 points in 82 games that's pretty darn good and i think the the thing that I've seen some people kind of being like ah but it's a team with Kirill Kaprizov Kevin Fiala didn't spend that much time playing with him uh, and so you can't really look at this as a, a situation of, oh, well, he put up those numbers because he's playing next to uh, this elite guy. He, he didn't spend a whole lot of time next to him. Um, you know, Fiala, like, like I feel like a lot of scoring players, he's streaky. There's definitely times yes. where he's not, you know, he's not. And, and we're familiar with that. We Adrian Kempe, like everyone, everyone on this team, it's it's, it's just the way it is. Um and so I'm not really concerned about that. I know that they said once they put him with Matt Boldy towards the end of the year uh, that uh, Fiala kind of just really kicked it up. And so uh, I know one of the criticisms I've seen of him is maybe some turnovers, a little bit high risk, high reward sometimes. But if you're putting him with Anshay Kopitar, which is where I feel like we just assume he's going to go. But even if not, even if you're putting him with like Phil Deneau, I don't know that I care. <laughs> like he's going to have defensively responsible other players on his line that will hopefully make up for any kind of challenges he has there. Yeah, I totally agree. And and I, I think your assessment of him is right on. If you're going to criticize something about him, it is that he can be a bit streaky when he's on. He mm-hmm. is an elite level player on par with a Kirill Kaprizov. Maybe not quite as creative, but his skills are, are not far off. Problem is, sometimes he does disappear a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the end of the season, the numbers are there. So you know you are going to get the production. It just can sometimes you're going to have to ride the wave with him uh, a little bit. But but when he's on, he's as good as anybody. Um, But there are some ebbs and flows to his game. You just hope that when it gets to, you know, the the latter part of the season and when you get into the playoffs that he's playing Mm -hmm. at that high level. But yes, if you're going to look at a criticism of him, he can be a bit streaky at times. It's true. Yeah, I saw a few comments about, oh, like he disappeared in the playoffs, which is, that is a true statement. Uh, His stats for the playoffs, not great. Uh, Over six games, he just had three assists. But if you look at the Wild in the playoffs, basically anyone who was not named Kirill Kaprizov disappeared in the playoffs. And so, 
yeah, it's concerning that, you know, you don't want, you don't want that player to go cold in the playoffs. Like that, that's like your worst case scenario, but the whole team did. So I, I don't know. I can't really find it within myself to be, to, to use that as something to be concerned about whenever the entire Minnesota wild organization just forgot how to score. Well, I think it's one of those things, like we said, if, if Minnesota could have advanced and he had more opportunities, mm-hmm. eventually he would have been able right. to get the production, but because they only lasted a short time in the playoffs, mm-hmm. it wasn't enough time for him to to do what he could do. But eventually, I think if they were to do advance on, you would see him contribute. But like I said, over a short period of games, sometimes he does get a little bit lost. Hopefully in those moments, Adrian Kempe will pick up the slack mm-hmm. uh, for him. But yeah, it's, it's exciting to see what he can do on a legitimate number one line. Uh, it's exciting that the Kings have obviously filled this big need, like I said, he can also help out on the power play as well, whether it's the first or the second unit. Um, just real dynamic. You're going to love his hands. Uh, he can definitely set up other players, and he's got a good, a good solid shot as well. So, uh, you know, it, it, we were talking about how going into this season was going to be so exciting, uh, still not knowing exactly what Rob Blake was going to be able to do. Um, but, I mean, the excitement level, I think, for Kings fans has to be uh, just so much higher now that they've filled – what I like a lot of people thought was that number one need. And now mm-hmm. where do they go from here? Obviously there's, you know, got to resign Adrian Kempe and what, some decisions to be made. But as far as the big decision to me for this off season, uh, they made it, they filled it and they got pretty much the perfect, perfect player. Yeah. And I, you know, just looking at, you know, Fiala had you know, scored 30, 33 goals um, last year when Adrian Kempe scored, you know, over 30 goals was the first time in, like I'm, I'm going back in the stats. Like I'm in 2018, 19, like the Kings haven't had a 30 goal scorer since yeah. The year that, uh, well, yeah. Kopitar did it in 2017, 18, like, and it's, it's one guy, you know, they, they don't have a whole, a, a very long history of having guys putting in that many goals. And when you look at Fiala and his shooting percentage, is right on with his career average. Like, you know, last year he shot at 12.6%. His career average is 11.4. So it's not like he was going, you know, it's not one of those seasons where suddenly a guy shoots at 20% and you're like, Oh, where's this guy been? Well, he had one weird season. Uh, You know, it it seems pretty representative of who he is as a player. The past three years were all in that 12 to 13% range. So um, it, it, it seems like that is, who who he is we're not getting a you had one good season and we just have to hope for the best kind of situation here yeah i i agree um you know he has shown some consistency as far as the numbers across the board even though at times like we said he could be a little inconsistent from week in to week out but again at the end of the season he puts up the numbers um so uh like i said i just couldn't be more excited about this uh you know and and let's let's be honest uh, from a business standpoint for the kings Offense sells. I mean, winning mm-hmm. sells, winning sells, but everybody likes to see an exciting brand of hockey. We are seeing that more and more in the NHL with, with, uh, you know, with goal scoring going up and so on and so forth. So uh, this, this, this is such a, a win on the ice. And I even think off the ice with the Kings, a guy that fans can get mm-hmm. excited about to go out and want to buy those season tickets to see mm-hmm. this new big piece on the top line with Kopitar and Kempe, those types of things. Uh, makes just energizes an organization, I think, from top to bottom. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I haven't. I mean, there, there's always going to be someone who's like, "Oh, this is terrible." Like that's just 
it's the, it's the way of being a sports fan, but I feel like the general reaction that I've seen online, you know, it, it, from Kings fans has been excitement of, you know, we're getting a player. We know he can contribute. We know who he is. Um, you know, this year at the draft, like we, we've talked about it on the show, uh, the draft this year is very much a, you have your top like three guys and then random, like there is no kind of consensus in looking at the draft and everyone sort of agrees that next year's draft is a lot better in terms of, of prospects. And the Kings are at a point in their sort of rebuild that they can afford to not pick, not use a first round pick this year. It's, it's, it's not going to wreck, wreck anything if they don't bring home, you know, yet another forward or yet another right defenseman uh, that they're not going to have a room for anywhere. Well, and let's be honest, the, the last few number one picks for the Kings and, and understandably, you know, um, we still have to learn about Brent Clark and, and things mm-hmm. like that. But uh, some of the number one picks over the past few years haven't completely panned out mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I'm personally always in favor of if you can go out and get proven players, mm-hmm. the prospects and picks, I think yeah. that's the way to go. Obviously, you have to pay for them. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you when you have younger players that have uh, rookie level contracts and things like that, that makes it easier to fill in gaps. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, you know, it's a it was a fair very fair price to pay for a player who's proven and yeah. as we said depth in the organization on d you're you're shipping off potentially a very good player but you've got a lot of very good players uh, at that same level at this point so great job by rob blake and uh, again so you know we saw him go out last year and mm-hmm. hit a couple of home runs with philip Deneau and victor arbitson i think he's done it again uh so far this year yeah yeah it's it's I, I feel like all the people who are who have found reasons to complain about Rob Blake, like I'd like to talk with them about, you know, I feel like I feel like this is a, a good move. We're seeing fans from other teams being like, wait, that was it. You know, that was all it took. Like we could have had Kevin Fiala for this. And I feel like whenever you're seeing that reaction, you're like, okay, like that's something good usually happened then when everyone else is mad that they didn't right. give up you know, the same thing to get, uh, to get that player. We're going to look a little bit more at the trade, what it means for the Kings uh, and where they go from here coming up right after this. But of course you are listening to locked on Kings and thank you for making this show. your uh, well, first listen of the post news cycle here as we're, uh, you know, throwing a show at you later on the evening. Uh, The NHL draft is right around the corner. The Kings uh, don't have a pick anymore. So uh, it's going to be interesting for us to just sit back and relax and, watch and see what everyone else does. But uh, our team of local hosts and draft experts are going to be breaking it down on draft day with insights and analysis for every pick in the first round. So if you are a draft uh, aficionado, if that is your jam, well, we've got you covered on the day of the draft. So make sure you're subscribing uh, to Locked on Kings for, you know, breaking news with the Kings. Make sure you're subscribing to Locked on NHL uh, on YouTube, where you can get all the latest breakdowns on the NHL draft and much more as we, uh, just start right to get ready to cycle into next season and uh, learn about some new prospects who are going to hit the league uh, eventually. But uh, we don't have a draft pick, which also is very funny because, you know, I was starting to do a bunch of work to like dig into the draft and like, all right, is there like prospects I should be looking into or, you know, who can connect me with, the, with this guy that doesn't matter. Rob Blake saw that I was trying to prepare for draft week and he said, no, don't worry about it. Got you yeah, covered. That- 
Yeah, that was nice of him. Uh, go ahead and uh, just uh, relax now and just sit back and watch. And we're finally going to have uh, in Montreal after a few years mm -hmm. off, right? We're going to have people uh, in yeah. attendance. We're going to have the kids getting to go up and hold up the jersey and get the pictures taken and all those kinds of things. So we haven't had that in a while. So it's nice to get that back. Yeah, and and that we just don't we don't have to stress about it. Like we're we're not going to have to endure at the end of the day, Kings fans being like, "How dare you pick, you know, Bob Smith?" And you could have picked, you know, Johnny Smith instead. Like, no, oh, we got Kevin Fiala. That's fine. Um, and and yeah, I, I like that point about yeah, you have to pay to get a player who who is going to be able to contribute right now. But like that's that is the point of the rebuild that the Kings are in. You know, we're, we're not in a position where we need to start or, or keep amassing draft picks and amassing prospects and stocking the AHL or whatever. Uh, you know, this team showed that they can get to the playoffs. They showed that they can win games in the playoffs. Uh, and now they're ready to take the next step. I'm sure they see Vegas doing Vegas things and hiring, you know, Bruce Cassidy, who is like, I was very mad when that happened. I was like, you had to go get a good coach, didn't you? <laughs> He had to do it. Uh, you know, so I'm sure they see what's happening in the rest of the Pacific division and they know they need to keep up. They know that Vegas isn't going to be bad every year forever, uh, no matter how much we might like it. Uh, and the only way you're going to stay in that playoff picture is making your team better. And, you know, we love our prospects, but there was no one ready yet to step into that role that we're going to be asking Kevin Fiala to play. Um, and it's going to give guys like uh, Arthur Kalia more time to kind of develop and round out before we start saying, all right, go first line, have fun. Uh, it, I think it just, it, it keeps it so people aren't being pushed into roles that they're maybe not ready for yet, uh, which has sort of been a problem for the Kings over the past handful of years of, well, we don't have anyone else to play there. So guess what? <laughs> now you're playing there. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you look at, you know, going forward with the Kings and, and, uh, you know, we're obviously very excited about bringing Kevin Fiala. It's, you know, you talk about sitting, sitting back and relaxing a little bit and, uh, you know, coming off last year, I think it was fair for fans to wonder, did we overachieve or are we mm -hmm. on track where we are? And I, I think it would have been a mistake certainly to, uh, you know, kind of send the message to the team and the fan base that we're okay where we are. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we were just, you know, we'll just resign what we have. The younger guys can develop another year mm -hmm. and we'll just go forward that way. But, you know, you talk about Vegas, they had a down year. Are they going to be able to bounce back next year? Um, mm -hmm. You know, the uh, Vancouver could be improved. Mm -hmm. uh, Calgary, we'll see what they do with the players they have to resign, but they might take a step back. Edmonton obviously had a big year. So the point is, uh, you know, I think the time now is to not kind of be happy with what we did last mm -hmm. year, but to now take another step forward, right? Every year you want to take another step forward. And I'm so glad to see that the Kings did that. And, and yeah. I think this addition helps them to take another step forward. They weren't satisfied mm -hmm. with a, a year last year where they maybe overachieved or they maybe are now ahead of this, the schedule. And they thought maybe we can just kind of live on that for a while. No, it's still being aggressive. It's still going out and improving. And, you know, hopefully the guys do take another step forward. That will obviously help things at the back end, but they needed to address the front line. They needed to address the scoring issue, and they and they did that. So uh, I, I love seeing the aggressiveness. I love seeing uh, the proactiveness of going out and doing things and getting better, not just saying we had a great year, we're on mm -hmm. track, 
we, we're fine where we are. No, let's, let's get better. Let's get better. And that's, that's what this move uh, sends the message, I think. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's what the fans have been clamoring for. And that's what guys like Drew Doughty on the team have been saying too, is, you know, we're ready, invest in us. We want to keep taking steps forward, but you know, we, we need you ownership management to trust us and to help set us up for, for success here. And, you know, I, I, I like that it's, it's an aggressive move, but it's on the like the rights. It's not the Dean Lombardi aggressive move where you go out and sell the farm for a guy to play for one season. Yep. And then, you know, he gets hurt halfway through and whatever. Um, it's aggressive, but it's a young player who we now have locked up under control for, you know, whatever, seven, eight years or whatever it was. Um, it's, it's, it's aggressive in a smart way, which I feel like yep. Rob Blake has been, you know, yeah, he's had missteps, you know, we can talk all day about Ilya Kovalchuk and how that didn't work out. But I, I think that he's been making some very smart moves that aren't like mortgaging the future of the team just to hopefully be a little bit better. Like this is something that, you know, as the team continues to grow through their, their rebuild, guys like Fiala, Arvidsson, Dino are all going to be there and continuing to grow with this team too um, to, to help get to the next step. So it, it's, it shows a lot of faith in the team and where they're at and where, you know, that they've achieved, they're ready to go to the next step, but it doesn't do it in a way that um, you're giving, like they didn't, they didn't send away Quentin Byfield. They didn't send away Brant Clark. Uh, you know, they, they made a very smart move that it, I, I can't see how this is going to, well, it's hockey. Something can always come back to bite you, but you know, it doesn't seem like, a move to be concerned about, I think. <laughs> well, I, you know, maybe this is a little bit of wishful thinking on my part, but we just saw Joe Sackick win the mm -hmm. Stanley Cup with the Avalanche, a star player from that organization that he played at. And when he got hired, a lot of people were like, mm -hmm. is this just bringing in a big name? Does this guy really know how to build a team? And there were, there were growing pains. There were bumps early mm -hmm. on, but they stuck with him. Yeah. And he ended up obviously doing a magnificent job in getting – the abs to win the Stanley cup. I think some of the things were said about Rob Blake as well. It's mm -hmm. a big name. He's a hall of famer. He played here. Oh, it's Luke Robitaille's buddy. Mm -hmm. Does this guy really know what he's doing? And you know, again, has he been a hundred percent perfect? Of course not, but who is, but I'm, right. I, I like the moves he's made. I like seeing him grow into this, into this role. I, I really feel confident that he can do the job based on the things he's done over the past few years. He gets the extension rewarded from the organization and, just going forward, I, I really feel like the Kings are in good hands with Rob Blake right now. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that there has been no overreacting from him. Um, you know, I, I think that, in, you know, in the first couple of years of his tenure, you know, when the writing was on the wall of like this team very clearly, like you need to rebuild, you need to start getting rid of, of parts and bringing in prospects and bringing in picks. I feel like he got that very quickly and it made people mad. Um, you know, no one wants to see their favorites get traded. No one wants to see a team kind of admit, hey, yeah, we're going to be bad for a couple of seasons. But, you know, th there hasn't been this sort of like knee jerk, you know, yeah, the Kings lost out in the first round of the playoffs and they could have overreacted in, you know, two ways. They could have overreacted by, like you were saying, being like, ah, we're fine with the status quo, like, ah, whatever. We're not going to change anything. We're not going to do anything, which I guess would be an underreaction. But they also didn't overreact in the other way, which was we have to go throw all of this money at or, you know, all of these prospects to get this one guy. Um, it's I think everything has been very calculated. And 
you know, it, it, it gives me a lot of confidence, I think, in, you know, the direction the team is going in and the fact that we're not going to see Rob Blake make a big, big move like that, I think, until the team is ready. And I, I really am getting a sense that, yeah, his assessment of where the team is in that, you know, that rebuild process of ready to take the next step, ready to be a legit contender, like, seems like you know everything he's laid out the team has hit those benchmarks so that's a really good sign that things are progressing you know the best way they should be you know and we talk about our excitement today as fans um but i gotta believe if you're a king's player you mentioned drew mm-hmm. down uh i gotta believe if you're a king's player right now and you see this come across on your phone mm-hmm. you're smiling and you're pretty yeah. excited and this helps you to get energized and ready for the next season as well um so it's it's been a, a great day for Kings fans for the Kings organization and a great way to to get started here and kind of grab some headlines as well as far as signing kind of that big mm-hmm. first uh, name of free agency. Yeah, yeah, those guys are going to be amped up whenever uh, you know the first day of training camp hits. Uh, I can't wait to see you know they they all talk about how excited they are when they see that you know they they're they're given that vote of confidence by by their leadership and this is a big one uh, this is a big commitment to a player uh that you know the, the opportunity came along there was the quote basically from Billy Garen that was essentially like yeah I didn't really want to play teams against each other they, this deal came from the Kings I liked it we're done uh which of course has wild fans mad because now they're like oh mm-hmm. you, what do you mean you didn't play everyone against each other we could could have gotten so much more but um, that's their problem Right, exactly. That's their problem. Like you said, this is a a a deal that I think both teams are going to be happy with. And you know, if you're happy with it, yeah, take it. Because at any you know, at any minute, Rob Blake could have made some other deal with someone else, and then you know, there goes the Wilds bargaining chip. So that that that's always interesting to see people get kind of mad at it from that perspective. But you know, I I liked the fact that you know he seems like a pretty straight shooter. Like it doesn't seem like you're going to be getting jerked around if you're trying to make a deal with Rob Blake. It's like, this is what I've got. Do you want it? Yes or no? And yeah, I agree. I mean, I just, every time I, I see him talk, you know, whether it's the exit interview at the end of the year or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, very upfront about everything. Mm-hmm. You don't get, uh, you know, when you work in the media and you hear coaches and GMs mm-hmm. and players, you can get very used to just hearing, you know, the coach speak or the cliches mm-hmm. Uh, you, I really feel like Rob Blake, I mean, he, 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 he's more than happy to be transparent with you and tell you what's going on. Uh, and if there's something he has to keep close to the vest, he, he does that in a yeah. kind of a respectful way, but, uh, he, he's, he's a real straight shooter and he's very open and honest. And I think that's not just great for media people. It's great for fans, right? Yeah. It's great for fans to hear exactly what he's thinking, what he wants to do, what his plan is and to see him follow through on it. So. Uh, if there's any Kings fans out there that are complaining about this right now, uh, I think you're looking really hard at something to be disappointed at because uh, <laughs> right now I think it's it's uh, it's a great move uh, all the way around, and and I'm just so excited about this um, this addition and uh, just helping the team uh, start the season off on a great note. Love it. Well, I'm excited. I think that this was. Uh, it was a gift from Rob Blake to us to uh, to put a show together today by delivering us Kevin Fiala. So that was pretty exciting. Um, I'm going to be talking with Seth again from Locked on Wild. So a uh, future episode of uh, the show this week, we're going to have a little bit with him uh, to, to kind of break down the deal from the Wild's perspective as well. So keep an eye out or an ear out uh, for that. Uh, but that'll do it for today for a special uh, late night 
late afternoon edition of Locked on Kings. Eddie, a pleasure as always to get to chat with you and hear your thoughts on uh, this deal. Uh, for folks who want to find you in the meantime, where can they find you and your work? Uh, well, if you uh, like listening to Sports Talk Radio, I'm on the Fox Sports Radio Network locally in Los Angeles, AM 570 uh, LA Sports Overnights, uh, part of the Ben Maller Show and a uh, morning show as well. So uh, uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Eddie on Fox. Always love to hear from Kings fans and to interact with you guys as well. All right. And you, of course, can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. The show's on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings, where we're, uh, you know, following along with all the latest, greatest Kings news, uh, including my very untimely post sharing the fact that Brock Faber had just been made captain of his team. And then minutes later, the Kings traded him. So what what can you do? It's the internet. Uh, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to the show so you never miss an episode. And we'll be back uh, all, all week, next week, whatever, with uh, more Kings news as we wait to see what else Rob Blake does. Until next time, this has been Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.